So today we are here with Stephen. Y'all, I went out in the sun this weekend and my nose is really sunburned and it hurts. <laughs> and I don't know if that's going to affect my podcasting performance, but if I'm off my game today, just blame it on the sun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we also have Imana. Hi. <laughs> and Ellie. Hey. <laughs> So you guys are the other, I guess it's not half because you're not an even amount of people. The other yeah. part of the masterful, magical minorities group. Yes. Um, we had Gerald, Trey, and Karina on previously. And mm-hmm. we've been looking forward to getting you guys on. Yes, we were Yay. so excited to be here. And thank you so much for having us. Yes. Yeah, I think what's really, really fun for, uh, I'll speak for Danny too, for us, has been like kind of the same thing with um, Karina, Gerald, and Trey is that like we loved y'all. I mean, we didn't know you as well as maybe we knew Karina, but you know, we've loved following you guys and your your content and and your photos and just your presence online for a good while now. Um, and, and, And now all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, I suppose, but now there's this actual kind of formalized movement that y'all have, uh, that y'all are spearheading and are at the core of. And so it's, it's, it's exciting to get to know you guys personally, both on a, yes, you guys are the creative people who are, who are behind this incredible movement, but also because again, Amana, I stare at your food every day. <laughs> every Thank day. you. Me too. And let me tell you, I am as far, I am on the, the other end of the spectrum from veganism. But your food looks yes. so good. Thank so you. Good. Uh, and and Ellie, you are just you are just this light of of fun and wit and whimsy on the community. So I'm that's all to say that I am very excited to have y'all here um, to finally put some faces to the people who I've gotten to know from from afar for so long. So yes, exactly. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> so to start, um, I'll I'll take Danny's introductory questions. Sorry, Danny. Um, why don't we start with Ellie first, and then Amana? Um, you, your house, your Patronus, and your favorite character. Okay, so my house is Ravenclaw, and I'm very proud of it. Yay! <laughs> um, I am more of an artsy Ravenclaw. Um, my Patronus is a base stallion. And I don't have just one favorite character. I'm sorry. I have three. And, um, well, a lot of them. But the the main ones are um, Hermione, Luna, and Dumbledore. And I know all the listeners out there can't see. Is that an ROR apparel shirt that you've got on? or? Yes, it's a sweatshirt. (laughs) They make sweatshirts? I did not know that. Well, they sent it to me as a gift. Thank you, guys. <laughs> um, because they're they're thinking of making um, sweatshirts, so they were trying them out to see how the quality was. You know, it looks so soft. It looks. So it soft. is, and it's really warm. <laughs> Ooh, perfect. Thanks, Amana. How about you? So I am a Hufflepuff in disguise of a Slytherin because. <laughs> You know, I am a Gemini, so I am two people in one. So for everyone on the outside, I'm a Hufflepuff. I'm all about that, everything. But, you know, deep down, 
deep, deep down, I'm a Slytherin. And, you know, I have three favorite characters. My Patronus is a mountain hare, by the way, the same as Luna. And my three favorite characters are Bellatrix Lestrange. That woman got me from the first time I laid eyes on her in the book, in the movie. It doesn't matter. (laughs) She is my ride or die. She is my woman. And Voldemort is on two because I have never experienced so much darkness through a character than him. And I'm always drawn to darkness more than to light. And then the third one is Luna. See, I too am a Gemini Hufflepuff. However, my favorite characters are not Bellatrix and Voldemort, <laughs> which, which is an interesting, that's uh, fascinating. Um, did you, am I, am I making this up in my mind or did I see a Bellatrix cosplay somewhere on your feed at one point? Yes, I'm planning to do more, but at some point we did a video together with everyone from the MMM movement and I just felt like doing her and it keeps on growing and now I really want to cosplay her. <laughs> so... <laughs> I like that. I think that would be fun. Yes. She's just her costume, her hair, everything is just what I've imagined when I was reading the books growing up. And then I saw it in real life and I was just, yeah, this is it. This is it. (laughs) (laughs) So on that, how about you guys share how you found Harry Potter and kind of where that journey started for each of you? So Ellie, you go first. Okay. Um, I was nine or 10 years old. I don't remember exactly. But um, in fifth grade, my teacher was reading the book out loud, The Sorcerer's Stone, to the class. So that's when I fell in love with it. You know, I would just sit there and imagine everything she was reading. And I just fell in love with it. I And um, during that time... You know, my family didn't have, uh, you know, enough money to buy all the books I wanted. So I would go to the library and I would just check them out. So I checked it out and then I just started reading it to my younger sister. She was a little baby back then, but she didn't understand exactly what I was reading. But it it was just like I was mimicking my teacher, you know, reading out loud for her and I saw her, I saw that she, she was happy, even though she didn't understand exactly what I was saying. But yeah, that's how I fell in love with it. I just um, really loved the concept of magic and friendship. Um, friendship was, uh, it is a still a huge part of my life. And um, ever since I was a kid, it was just like me reading books about friendships and and just like trying to, you know, fit in because I I feel like I wasn't you know as same as everyone else (laughs) I was a little weirdo (laughs) still am but I'm part of it you know (laughs) yes (laughs) yes so yeah so that's how I fell in love with it so 
for me, I was 11, 11 years old. I was a weirdo. I loved, <laughs> always loved mystical things. I always <laughs> was intrigued by mystical fantasy, a little bit of darkness also, creepy stuff. And, <laughs> and my mom, she, she knows how much I love mu- movies and visualize everything. I've, I love the Harry Potter books, but the movies was the first thing I, yeah, I encountered. So my mom took me to the Sorcerer's Stone, to the Chamber of Secrets, to the Prisoner of Azkaban, and I, I became one with the story. It became my DNA. I was breathing, talking, mm. Harry Potter all day, every day. <laughs> and everybody was like, Imana, do you have something else in your life? I said, no. <laughs> everything I wanted, you know. And nobody understood me. My mom loves Harry Potter, but she's not really a Potterhead. She pronounces the, the characters always wrong and she, she doesn't know. <laughs> but yeah I took this from age 11 till now and it only grew more and it only it is so incredible what Harry Potter brought to my life like from start to now so I'm, I'm curious Amanda what because for me right I grew I think more or less everybody not to make too much of a blank thing but everybody who got into Harry Potter as a kid probably got into it because they were odd, weird, different, whatever word you want to use, right? And we don't use that in a judgmental way, just that's probably how you would self, you know, the words you yeah. would sign. Um, you know, for me, I, I was never creative. Like, I still am not really that creative when it comes to being like someone who can envision things. Mm-hmm. But what I loved was I was able to implant myself into this beautiful universe that was already created and feel like it was right there. Yes. Um, and and as I've grown up, like that that has become so much more true. But what's been fun for me is over the past two or three years, I've discovered this incredible community of people that spans from you know California mm-hmm. all the way to the Netherlands and beyond. Right, is <laughs> yeah. I'm able to to be there with all these other people. Um, so I'm curious, and, and Mana, I'll ask you first. Like what what how has your view of what Harry Potter means to you changed as you've gotten older and gone from someone who's just loving it as a child to someone who thinks about it maybe a little more critically with a little more of a kind of adult lens on life? Um, so when I got to an age of 22, um, I started to see uh, more behind the scenes, literally. So things unfolded for me lessons were learned um things i learned from the series uh especially um when i was very depressed at 22 it really got back into my life because i needed to learn that we both have light and darkness inside of us and i've always always had a very black and white vision of things And Harry Potter taught me the gray areas in life. And it got to a point where I was intrigued by witchcraft. And it's now my religion. It's now who I am because I am a witch. It's not fantasy. 
I am one. Mm -hmm. So that is what Harry Potter is now for me in adult life. Yes, definitely. Ellie, what about you? I, I, I love that. I love that you volunteered right That for you is very much being able to mimic a teacher and, and, and give your sister. Like, I, I love that. That is, that is so mm -hmm. beautiful and not something I've ever been able to experience because my sister doesn't know the first thing I Harry Potter and doesn't care to. <laughs> right, but as, as, as you've grown up and, and your sister, your family's grown up and you've become your own person. Like what, how has whatever the series means to you, has that shifted? Has it just evolved? Like how has it evolved? Um, I think it, you know, it evolved because the, in the way of me analyzing everything as an adult now, um, as a kid, I did, you know, I, I saw the, you know, the concept of it, you know, friendship, love, and light and dark. But then as I grew older, I, I, um, I really took it to heart, you know, the, like the quotes that Dumbledore, you know, he, he says about finding light in the darkness, you know, and that really like hit me because I went through a lot growing up. Let um, yeah, so um, I was, I, I lived in a low income uh, neighborhood. So, so I had, you know, I saw myself as a, a Gryffindor because I had to be brave, you know? And, um, but then, you know, I analyzed things and I grew up and I, I realized I was a Ravenclaw. I fit in with those things and and then following my heart because love is the strongest, you know. So following my heart as an adult was very difficult because my family was trying to like impose their their beliefs and their ways and I couldn't be myself. So I really like, I was a rebel, you know, I, I just like went with my gut, like my, I followed my heart and I did what I wanted, you know? And yeah, my, my little sister is into Harry Potter, but not as much as I am now. And um, yeah, my whole family is not a Potterhead at all. They're really Catholic and religious. And just like Imana said, you know, it opened the door to witchcraft as well. And when I was a kid, I would, I would, you know, play around and make potions and stuff. <laughs> and, um, but then I also experimented with uh, witchcraft, witchcraft and um, I would take out books out of the library about witchcraft. And I called myself a witch, just like Imana said too. And I just was drawn to nature more, you know, cause witchcraft is about nature. Yeah. and. I, and following your intuition and your your magic, you know, so that's that's it, it got me through a lot. Harry Potter got me through a lot. Yes, and it opened doors to other worlds, and just um, it kind of pushed me to be myself. So yeah. <laughs> so with that opening of doors um, and. I've met Karina personally, her and I now live within a few hours of each other. And I can see how you guys are friends. Like 
it, it makes like it's one of those things where it just makes sense like seeing you yeah. two I'm like okay I, I see it like I can see how you guys are so close and going into that how does that type of friendship because you know that is across the globe literally yeah. like so far apart <laughs> that I've said it about Stephen like we would have never met in any other circumstance except for Harry Potter oh, yeah. so how does that go with this book series that brought to forth you guys forming a from what I can tell a very strong friendship and then creating this group to highlight those people that don't feel represented when I met Karina it was just like a I don't know I felt like we knew each other for years (laughs) and we cried we literally cried when we met and when we left too, like when they dropped me off at the airport, I cried and it was beautiful. It was just so magical. And, and I feel that with other people too, in the community, you know, and it's, it's like when I, you know, like I said, when, since I was a kid, I would always, you know, want that friendship that you see in like books or in movies and I can finally say that I, I have that with everyone in MMM and in just the Harry Potter community and Instagram. Like so many people are be- so beautiful souls. Like I wouldn't yes. even, it's <laughs> what I prayed for, you know? Yes. And um, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. What was your other question? <laughs> I can help you with the MMM part if you want, sis. Oh, how it became. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I feel like we all have similar struggles. And we're obviously we're all minorities, but we all have similar struggles and we went through a lot. And I feel like we all like show love to each other and we want to show love to everyone else. We want everyone else to feel included and, and loved and seen. Yeah. So that's why we, we, we feel really passionate about this. Yes. We want to shine such a bright light on everyone because everyone deserves to be seen, to be recognized, not mm-hmm. only by the community, but brands everything mm-hmm. everybody and everything so and, what um, i have you know oh, what sorry. i have found really fascinating is a couple different thoughts and i don't know if they're going to come together into a cohesive one yet so just bear with me which is you know i what i love about this collective movement that y'all have started is I think it's very important to give credit where credit is due to the five of y'all as the core of, of what is happening here. But you, you are so just effortlessly inclusive of everybody else, right? It's not a matter of, Hey, this is our thing and we're gatekeeping people in or out of it. Like, Mm-mm. you know, I, I, whether it's people who, who um, have have disabilities and, and speak up about how their Potter experience has been impacted or, 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 or whomever, you, you continuously do this amazing job of just being welcoming and uplifting of everybody. And so I'm curious, I guess this is how I'm going to try to bridge these two thoughts. I'm curious how, 
how how you all have felt as as the core of this movement um because I think it's easy to say, right, like it makes sense to, to try to shine a light on the fact that there's not a lot of representation in Harry Potter because that's just, that's always been there, right? It's been there for 20 years. Mm-hmm, but yeah. I think in light of what's happening in the past couple months, be it across the world, but predominantly in America with a, a renewed kind of light on, on racial injustice and inequality, but also, of course, everything that JKR has said and done, I'm just curious how, how everything has felt for you. And I'm not asking you to speak for anybody else beyond the two of you. Right, but how 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 things have felt for you in the community over the past couple months? It has been so intense and overwhelming. Yeah, those are the two words <clears throat> that is popping up in my head straight away. It was so emotional, and for me, some days were so hard to log in just to see what is happening. I needed to take a lot of time off. And just be with myself in my own silence and just, yeah, do what I need to take care of myself. I mean, we, we fight for, for representation, but that doesn't mean that we don't need to take care of ourselves. Because if we don't take care of ourselves, we can't fight. So, exactly. we, yeah, it's, it's been a hard time the past couple of months I have to be honest yeah but we had each other and that's that's for me every time you know we were talking to each other lifting each other up supporting bringing the magic the everyday daily magic we all need that's all I needed so mm-hmm. I want to thank everybody for that so yeah that's amazing I'm really grateful. Yeah, I feel the same way. I I had a lot of anxiety. And I had to take a lot of time off of in- Instagram and I could I, I couldn't create, you know, no new content was coming from me because it was just too much. It's really heavy and I feel, you know, I just feel a lot. I'm that type of person that feels I'm an empath, so I feel so much. Yes. And all of this just, it's too, it was a lot, like Imana said. So I had to take um, time off Instagram. But I'm grateful that I had everyone, you know, everyone's support and positive words. So, yeah, I want to thank everyone, too. (laughs) What I... what I think I was trying to say earlier, and I'll try to say it more articulately here, is what I love about, you know, the two of y'all, from what I from what I know about you, certainly, and the interactions I've had, and Karina and Gerald and Dre, and many more people too, but, you know, just for the sake of this conversation, you know, the five of y'all is, you know, there's no daylight between who you are on social media and, like, what the post you're putting out and, like, who I think you are as people. That's not, maybe you go off and you're a terrible human in your private life. I don't, <laughs> right? I, I doubt it. I very sincerely doubt it, but I'll leave, mm-hmm. I'll leave that door open. What but, you see is what you get. <laughs> yes. Ooh, yes. And, and look, I love that. But that's, that's not something that is universally adopted across, never mind the Potter community, just social media and, and everything in general. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so I just, again, I credit where credit is due, I think, ever since I've gotten to 
to, to know the two of you slightly better and of course become closer with Karina, Gerald and Trey and just get more involved in, in bringing my own personal side of life into the work I, the work quote unquote that I do on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I post dumbass photos of me in khaki shorts. Uh, it's, it's been so refreshing. It's been so invigorating. And I just, I, I, I think that deserves all of the applause and, and recognition in the world. Thank you so much. Thank you. So now that we've cried and now that we've bragged on all and all this stuff, let's spend a little bit of time. I want to talk to both of y'all about kind of your, your type of content that you do on Instagram, because they're both incredibly beautiful and amazing and vibrant, but they're also both very different. Uh, And so um, Ellie, we can start with you if that's okay. Just talk us through, I know you're a shop rep for some stuff, um, but I love all the content you put out is, Oh, it almost all of it looks like it belongs kind of in like the 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 movies like it it looks like you're doing oh. edits like of things that belong in the films and you're kind of just editing yourself in but it's not yeah. yes um, and so just talk to us about kind of how you how you come up with photos and and the type of stuff you like doing um well i'm i was trying to do a more of a realistic but adding a little bit of magic into it too like i'm not really big on like edits i'm not I'm not experienced in that. So, you know, I work with what I have. I don't even have that much, um, you know, technology (laughs) or anything. I use my phone. And um, since I guess I get my creativity because of I'm an artist. So I paint and draw. I'm a watercolor artist. So I don't know. I guess I want to have I want to have this vibe where you can make magic at home. like. Um, I don't really want to edit myself in the scenes, but I want to create the scenes kind of in my own home, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Oh, yeah, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I'm trying to do. That, that's my aesthetic, if you want to say. <laughs> As a fellow Ravenclaw who considers themselves creative, like, the stuff you do, it's just, it's very relatable, too. Like, not everyone has the skills to edit themselves into the scenes and the people that do are amazing at it. Mm -hmm. But I like that you've recognized that you're like, that's not my strong suit, but I can do this. And what you do is gorgeous and it's relatable and people love it. What inspires you to continue doing stuff and putting stuff out? I know like you just both of you just spoke about like having to take a break but what continues to push you to want to build more and create more um i'm really into uh, astrology and um metaphysics and spirituality so i i want to combine that too with harry potter and and other fandoms um but yeah i i want people to be in you know, come into my Instagram and feel welcome and feel like positive or even if it's not positive all the time that it's okay to be sad or it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling, you know? So that's what I try to do is just my creativity, I guess, to create, you know, to make more content is just, um, I guess, even though we're going through um, a lot right now, I want to bring out the light, you know, and I want people to feel 
like there's a space for them to to um come and relate to things i don't know how to explain it <laughs> it's hard no you're okay um, and i think you're definitely your page does that like you definitely have hit that and i know so many people that have mentioned your name just because of how much you're it is very true to who you are and not everyone can say that like both of you can say that is that like your page is who you are as an individual from what I know of you. Like yeah, I that's assume why that I know it was you. hard for me to explain. But it. it's very much I, a mirror I of your everything of me <laughs> in it. And you know, I like I said, astrology is one of my favorite things. So I feel like what happens in the stars is happening now here down below, you know, as above, so below. So I want people to, I, I just want to, te- you know, show them what I know. And if they're interested, then that makes me happy. <laughs> if that's the case, then how come the centaurs don't make it on your favorite character list? Oh, they are. And <laughs> I agree. I, I like that they didn't say what, you know, was happening. Because <laughs> if you change <laughs> what's going to happen, if it, it might not happen the way it should be. Mm-hmm. So, Amana, what about you? Because you have a very different style. Yes, yes, I do. Um, maybe I can start with a little background story because how I started this Instagram account. So, I was a chef before. I worked in restaurants. I always worked in Horika. That's just my thing. I'm a beast in the kitchen and I'm not afraid to show that. <laughs> so <laughs> so um, I was working seven days a week, uh, 16 hours a day. You know how that goes. And after, after several years doing that, I was burned out. Just completely in the oblivion, just broken, absolutely broken. And I couldn't do anything anymore. So I was at home a lot. And I am not anybody who, (laughs) let's start it over. I am not any, no, (laughs) I am Dutch. So sometimes words are bad. And look, if you just start speaking in Dutch, just give the answer in Dutch, we'll all nod our head and say, oh, yeah. Yeah, we (laughs) That's why Uh, I struggle, too, because I speak speak more Spanish. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So um, I'm not the person who stays home a lot. I don't like it. I just want to be busy. I want to achieve my goals because I... I have a lot of dreams and ambitions. So I was listening to the Harry Potter soundtracks like I do every day. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it was the the Deathly Hallows part two song, Showdown, when they flow into each other, Voldemort and Harry. Mm -hmm. And just the idea of magical food department was planted in my head. It was like magical food department. Here you are. So 
I was like, this is insane. I'm going to work this out now. So I wrote everything down, what I wanted to do. And I was looking for relatable accounts and I was like finding nothing what I wanted to do. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start this. So I made an Instagram account. I built a blog and a website where I share my recipes and the rest is history. <laughs> so, so, of, so of all of the, and again, I don't have the number in front of me, but hundreds of just frankly gorgeous food photos that you've put up. Thank I know you. I'm about to ask you to name your favorite child, which is an impossible task. But what are what are maybe a couple of of the dishes and layouts and things that you've put out that you're particularly proud of? Um, I have to, you know, be honest because I am such a perfectionist, and what I made yesterday is not good enough anymore in my eyes. So what I'm doing now at the moment is like five percentage of my vision. I want. To magical food department to be so i have minimal resources right now i don't have any equipment or anything but i'm just rocking it rolling with it but if i have to say one of my favorites is my nangini matcha latte i think it's uh it's on my phone case as well um i think that one is is like that's my inner Slytherin talking. <laughs> I had to do that, um, and I think uh, it's hard to choose. I think um, <laughs> I think my Borgen and Burke's posts. I think. I love dark arts. I love the aesthetics of the dark arts. It's just, it's it's beautiful to me. And uh, my Moaning Myrtle's bubble tea. Because I, I have no, <laughs> I have an, a terrible bathroom, like terrible. And I, I just made it into the prefect's bathroom. So for me, that's an accomplishment. <laughs> Yeah, and and look, this is not an exhaustive list, but the Rita Skeeter Moose is also phenomenal. All the greens and everything, wonderful. For all the listeners out there, I want you just to remember what Amana just said, which is she doesn't have a lot of equipment, and this is like barely a tiny portion of what she wants to do. Pause this podcast and just go look through her feed of photos. If that if that's like no equipment in five percent, holy Christmas! I mean. <laughs> Look, easily, again, I am one of the biggest omnivores that I know. <laughs> I, I love some vegetables and all that, but I also love a good steak. Your photos of food are the most beautiful, tasty, fulfilling, wholesome food photos I've ever seen. Ever. <laughs> thank ever, you. Ever, ever, ever. Wow. Oh, thank you. I'm sick of that. <laughs> I, I, I've been around the world eating food. I go to I go to places around the world specifically for food. I I am wow, like routinely wowed by the content you put forth. So let's do this podcast again. Whenever you go from five percent to like let's just call it fifty percent and see where you're at. 
Absolutely. At that point, you're probably going to have like a personal assistant and executive assistant and talent booker and all that. But, you know, we got an in, so it'll be good. Yeah, I have some good news as well because I'm starting YouTube really soon. Oh, God bless. I have a studio. I have everything. <laughs> yeah, I already, so I already spend my lunches watching Karina's videos. Even if I'm rewatching them, I just enjoy yeah, hearing her voice and relaxing for like 20 minutes. So Exactly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Danny, so for all the listeners, all the thousand listeners out there, a little production note. Danny has to hop in 10 minutes because she has to get back to work because we are recording uh, during the middle of the week now, which is uh, new for us. So, Danny, these last 10 minutes, I'm just going to shut up and let you ask whatever you want to ask because I still have <laughs> Amon and Ellie after you depart. Um, Stephen shutting up will be a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> we're both very excited to see a youtube channel coming out that will be oh. mm-hmm. yeah keep us posted on that um because we are behind you 100 percent. thank you so much that means so much thank you <laughs> steve uh steven and i communicate via food it's very much whenever we do a convention or a trip, our main list of is what restaurants we will eat at. My yes. people right there. I yeah. love food. <laughs> yeah, it connects us all. It binds everything mm-hmm. together. It, it really does. Um, there's just, well, I mean, we all have to eat food. Yes. Like, it's kind of a requirement. <laughs> but also enjoying that experience and really making it a community thing and presenting it that way as a community builder is just, it's just magical on how many things that you take for granted that can lead into building community. And that's really what you guys have um, done with MMM is found a way to further a community that existed where people didn't necessarily feel like they had the voice or could find people of similar backgrounds that also loved this thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I never knew when I was growing up, I never knew that there were so many Potterheads around the globe and so many people like me, like, and that's the most beautiful thing. I just can't. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> no, it really is amazing how words on a page created these connections that have brought so many people together and united them. And it's not even like, that's not all, at least I know in our experience, that's not all our friendships are based on. Like, yes, we talk about Harry Potter a lot. <laughs> Shut up, Stephen. We do discuss Harry Potter a lot, but at the core of it, those friendships have grown to be so much more than just Harry Potter. Like, we're in and out of each other's lives. We text regularly. Our conversations aren't just what which Dumbledore is the greatest Dumbledore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm breaking the 10-minute band. There's only one answer to that. There, there's <laughs> one. All right, I'm, I'm going back on mute. Sorry. <laughs> He's trying really hard. I can see. Mm-hmm. 
but just those friendships that like they, they last a lifetime yes. you know like yeah. the group of friends you've created and once people can travel again like we end up meeting each other in real life like it'll happen at some point yeah, yeah. Oh, we're really excited for that too <laughs> yes I can't wait I need to wear a diaper because I'm gonna <laughs> Me too, sis. <laughs> you know, I I remember meeting uh Steven um and I saw him running towards Paula and I was oh. like I wanted to cry. I was like, oh my god, this is beautiful. That's gonna oh. be me yeah. <laughs> running to you, Imana. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. Just have someone videoing it because that is my favorite video of Steven is him and Paula and their hug. Oh. Right? Yeah. It's amazing. I will say one of the things that I've talked about, we've had a fair amount of, so Danny and I are both based on the East coast. So our, at least fan base experience, universal experience is certainly centered around central Florida slug club and all Mm -hmm. the people down in Florida. One of the things I've talked about a lot on this podcast, because we've had a fair amount of West coast people, be it Katie Ayani, the Harry Potter fan, uh, Aiden, uh, Aiden JMUA or something like that. Um, Amy and Iana who do um, the, the big fat pin, big fat live sale pins and all that thing. They're all West Coast based. And so I am so excited for whenever this pandemic is over, be it in two months or two years, um, to get out West and just to do like a two week thing where all I do is come see all these amazing people in California who I've gotten <laughs> to know but not gotten to hang out with. Um, so I am, I am going to manifest this into reality if I keep talking about it on this podcast. Yes. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> We're gonna make and, it happen. Yeah, and yes. double and I'm a little I'm a little pissed off at the timing of the world though, because I was just in the Netherlands in January and <laughs> I only knew your account as this really cool looking food thing and I didn't know who the hell you were. Oh my god. next time for sure. Yes, for sure. I will invite everybody over and I will and we'll wear diapers. We'll <laughs> <laughs> wear diapers and we won't shit on ourselves. Good. Oh, <laughs> All right, Danny. Any uh, any last words here? I'm gonna let you guys continue. I sadly have to go back to work. Oh. See, I blocked. Thank off you, guys. Hours. Thank you. Thank you you so much. I can't wait to talk to you all more. Yes. And I'm sorry for whatever Stephen may or may not say coming up. Is there anything else? So I I want to talk a lot about just like favorite Harry Potter book, favorite movie, all that stuff. Um, But in terms of kind of, in terms of representation and kind of MMM and and, and that side of the conversation, is there anything else that y'all want to touch on? Because we can absolutely do that. Um, if there's anything else, if not, we can just move on to why Michael Gambon has got awful. That's great. <laughs> Ellie, do you want to go first, sis? I just feel like the Harry Potter community on Instagram is it's getting it's being more united, and that's beautiful because that's what MMM you know stands for. But I feel like we can do much better, you know. Um, uh, I feel that 
if we start with the small shops and if they are, you know, supporting um, Black, Indigenous, people of color, um, they can teach by example to the bigger companies. And then they can see, you know, okay, this is what the Harry Potter community looks like, the real Harry Potter community. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like we can do much better. And that's that's my that's what I, that's a goal that we want to accomplish, I guess. Yeah, I, I think it's see. really I think that's a really fascinating point because and not to get too into the socioeconomics of everything here, because this is not my economist podcast. I think traditionally in America, we rely on big brands to tell us how to think and how to feel mm-hmm. um, for, for better, for worse or otherwise. Um, that has been largely how our, like think about whether it was McDonald's Happy Meal toys or Coca-Cola commercials, you know, whatever, right? That, that's kind of how we as children develop our own kind of identities and things is largely because of these big companies, which is problematic. Mm-hmm. I think what's really cool about the Harry Potter community for the most part, again, not, not to, not to every single individual, but for the most part is we have enough, there, there's enough of us around the world and there's enough of us particularly who in large part, because of the lessons of the books grew up with this feeling of we can, impa- we can actually impart social change upon our communities. Yes. To where I think you're exactly right. I think if, if we all live these values and embody these values that we all yes. care about, right? And we do it in a way that's, that's collective and, and not necessarily mm-hmm. disparate, I think we can be so powerful. So I think that's yes. a beautiful point. Yes. yes, because if we need to really look into deep into the Harry Potter story, you know, that's what yeah. it's all about. You know? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I totally <laughs> agree with you, sis, on that. It's so important to take this story, embody it, really look yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. and be the change you want exactly. to see in the world mm-hmm. and on Instagram. So <laughs> let's take a hard left turn and let's talk a little bit about um, favorites and least favorites. So we'll start just with simple kind of straight up answers favorite book and least favorite book uh, and amana we can start with you okay um my favorite book is the philosopher's stone why because everything started there <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> it's simple as that um my least favorite book is order of the phoenix you're not a fan of moody harry oh Fair enough. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, but we do get introduced to Bellatrix in Order of the Phoenix. Yes, yes. But that's why Order of the Phoenix is my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, when, when the waves are crashing on Azkaban and she's sitting there doing a maniacal laugh. Licking her dark mark like. <laughs> I had a whole range of feelings about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Woo! Um, that's right. Uh, Ellie, how about you? I have two favorite books <laughs> obviously, The Sorcerer's Stone, because it's you know, it's what started it all, but I also love um, Prisoner of Azkaban. 
and the movie too. That's like that's my favorite yeah. movie. A cinematic just, orchestra. Yes. Oh my gosh! Like the concept of time and the time turner is just amazing to me. I yeah. just love it. Alfonso is a genius. He oh, I a love him. <laughs> like yes, I, oh. I wish he could have you know produced some other movies too. Yes. Yeah. So what are some of the things that y'all wish the movies had included from the books that they didn't? Like, what are some of the big ones that really kind of, you know, irk you? Oh, it's hard to think of. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so many things. It's been a while since I've read the book, so I'm on the second one right now. I'm rereading them. Yeah. I wish Um, there was the poltergeist, Peeves. I, oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I would love to have that in a movie, you know, throughout. Uh that's a thing. I Oh and the sorry. <laughs> oh no. The um uh, near, <laughs> nearly headless Nick's um uh, party. Yeah. Oh the death day party. The death day yeah. party? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see that. You know, I love creepy stuff about ghosts (laughs) yes Yes. and for me how it ended with Voldemort for me was like no he should have ended as a human lying there in the great hall just being dead and not like a creature (gasps) being gone that was really for the listeners who can't see what she just did that was quite good that was so like good. He nailed the whole body roll and. <laughs> oh my god, Valentric laugh right there too. <laughs> You're so good. Oh, thank you, sis. I I love cooking, but I also have very deep desires to be an actress. Well, so then here's a good here's a good food Harry Potter question. What um, because I know so. Our, our good friend Bradley over at Brad Bakes is cooking his way through the series, doing his My Harry Potter Kitchen series. Yes. What are some of the meals, dishes, snacks, candies, whatever, that uh, when you read them or saw them in the film, you're like, that would be cool to make? Um, I am dying to make Aunt Petunia's pudding. Dying. Wow. Um, but for me, let the feast begin. And everything is laid out there in the Great Hall. That scene I want to replicate for my YouTube channel, definitely. And I want to do it at the Warner Brothers tour. Mm. I want to, yeah, I want to do that. That's it for me. I cry, I still cry when I see it. It's just such an important scene for me. Yeah. I wish I was there. The feast. (laughs) That food is delicious. Yeah, but nothing is vegan, you know, and that's why I am just so pushing on this that, you know, magical creatures are not harmed in any way during my recipes. And I just want to share also that message with the wizarding world and with the muggle world. Well, I love that. And I I, I love that because in a way, there's a parallel between a lot of what we talk about, about underrepresentation throughout the series, in that what's on the page, like whatever she wrote 20 years ago, is whatever, but 
as fans, as people, as people with our own visions and creativity and passion, we can take it, make it whatever we want it to be. Right. So it's Mm -hmm. like, it's, it's still scintillating to envision all of the chicken legs and all that crap. But like, if if you (laughs) want to make it something that is more sustainable and more in line with your own values and morals, take it and run with it. Right. And obviously this can be said for, for any sort of underrepresentation in the series, be it um, people who are part of the LGBTQA plus community, people who Mm -hmm. are um, black indigenous people of color. Like it doesn't like, just because they included that one random black kid in Prisoner of Azkaban so they could say, hey, we have more representation. Yeah. Catch smoke with your bare hands. Okay. Mm-hmm. Black, yeah, it was bad. It was so bad. Right? It doesn't mean that you have to stop there, right? Just because, like, the creator said that was enough. Like, you can mm-hmm. take this series and make it whatever you want it to be. I love that. I love that yeah, so much. Yeah. It's our story now. Exactly. So, one more... Harry Potter question, then we can wrap up here because y'all both have been so good with your time. And Ellie, I imagine you are starving by now. <laughs> oh, yes, a bit. <laughs> so um, I am assuming that you both have seen the first two Fantastic Beast movies? Of course. Yes. So I'll ask both of you just general impressions so far. And how do you feel about the rest of the series? Are Is excited a word you would use? Is... I'm going to watch it, but I don't want to. Like, how do you feel about the, the remaining three movies? I'm incredibly excited for the next one to come because it's in, in the Amazon rainforest. And I think a lot of people of color are going to be seen in this movie. And I think that's, this is the most important one to come. I'm going to need a pacemaker for that premiere because <laughs> my heart is going to shut down. <laughs> I agree with pacemakers and diapers. That's really all I'm getting from this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm very medical sometimes. (laughs) Oh, God. But yeah, I agree with Imana. I'm excited for the third one because it's going to be in in Brazil, I guess, I think. Yes. Yeah. But I didn't, I wasn't happy with the first two. I mean, they're okay. <laughs> but I wish there was a book, honestly. Yeah. I wish there too. were books first. Me too. But, you know, I am a huge Johnny Depp fan, and that will never change. The day that got announced that he was playing Grindelwald, I was already, you know, swept away. I'm, I'm like that. And I just visualized the story of Nangini so much I love and, but it, it's not being enough there yet so mm-hmm. I really hope her story is going to evolve more like Credence as well but Nangini yeah. for me she is it <laughs> I am yeah I'll be the very curious one. I'll be curious to see how they tie in how Nagini goes from being this this woman who is aligned to Credence who I don't know what's going to happen with the rest of the series, but in theory has to have some sort of a break from Grindelwald. There has to be some sort, right. How she goes from, from that. I understand the maledictus part, but how she ends up being the, yeah. Dumbledore's. the pet of Voldemort. Like, exactly. I mean, I mean Voldemort's I'm like Dumbledore's Voldemort's <laughs> Zangini. Like what? <laughs> yeah. I want to know how that, that happens. Yeah. Me too. 
I'm and that's dying. like far from that's like far from like the biggest kind of plot point in the movie. That's just like a really cool nerdy fan one that I'm excited to see. Yeah. Same. <laughs> so, I also want to. I want to know what what's going on with Queenie. So. Oh, I'm done with her already. No, like, I don't think it was. She was okay. You know, I think it, there was a spell or something. Something was done. Yes, definitely to control she, her. Yeah, when she went into the blue flame, she she was like, <gasps> like that. I was like, okay, you got your portion of pain right there, right now. <laughs> For any of the film producers who are listening to this podcast, I have found y'all your next dramatic actress. <laughs> I mean, yes. she's nailing all of the physical kind of expressions and things. Like, sign her up. <laughs> what are we in Fantastic Beasts for? Oh, Warner Brothers, if you're listening. Oh, yes. I, if, if you're looking for a European actress who comes with all the dramatic embodiment that you need for some super big wizard scene or nomad scene or whatever the hell you're going to do. Magical food department on Instagram. Look, I, I just found a star. (laughs) Thank you so much. So I will gladly take 10% of your contract whenever they hire you. (laughs) I knew something was coming. I knew it. (laughs) Um, Good God. Um, Okay, so I've deviated this enough here from from conversation. I appreciate both y'all coming on so much. I know I speak for Danny um, to say that we both do. It's long, long, long overdue. I'm glad we were able to make this work. Yes, me too. Oh, thank, thank you, you so for having much. us. Too. Absolutely. So we always end, we love to end uh, at Creating Magic with creator shout outs. So it can, it's just anyone out there in the community who's doing something on Instagram or YouTube or whatever that you appreciate. Um, does um, anybody have one prepared or should, should I give you time to stall? First, I, I have one. I have a couple prepared. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I want to shout out MMM, everyone who, you know, the OG group who started it. <laughs> um, they're just amazing people. Uh, so genuine. And that's what we really want, you know. They're amazing souls, beautiful souls who uplift everyone. They're not greedy. They're not at all. They're not doing it for clout. They're just you know, they're genuine. They want to see everyone shine. And that is just beautiful. And also want to shout out um, Denise from Slitherella. She's, she's been, you know, an advocate for injustice and people of color, you know, before this whole thing happened. And she's just amazing. And she's also genuine and very artistic. And I love her. And um, Sabrina from Marvelous Mrs. Hufflepuff. She's also very kind and beautiful and just so amazing. And she also is an advocate of, uh, you know, injustice. Yes. Yeah. I wanted to say those as well. (laughs) (laughs) But... To add on that, Shayna from Wizarding Hufflepuff. Yes, oh. she was on my list, but thank you. <laughs> yes, I was so touched, you know, from the beginning by her presence. 
you know, and by her creation she made. Oh, oh that was beautiful, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was so beautiful. And she she's just a beautiful soul. And I just love her. Just, I wanted to shout at her out. Perfect. Yeah, I, also, I also want to shout out specifically Trey um, because, and if you haven't, if you don't understand the reference I'm about to make listeners, it's because you have not listened to all of our episodes. So a great reminder to go back to episode one, subscribe and listen all the way through. But in, in the episode we did with Gerald, Karina and Trey, um, we talked a lot about baby oil. And <laughs> Trey announced on Instagram the other day that he's having, he and his wife are expecting another child. Yes. So I messaged him. I was like, hey, buddy, sounds like the baby oil worked. <laughs> you know it did. And so I don't think we've actually said congratulations officially through the pod yet. I know a lot of us have told him individually, but congratulations, Trey. Super happy for you. Um, that's really all I have to say on that. <laughs> Um, and then my congratulations, other the baby oil worked. The baby oil worked. <laughs> yes, but aside from that, his edits are out of this world. Look, he gets more than a shot. Yes. They are, they are incredible. They are some of the best I've ever seen. But he yeah. gets enough time for that. So let's just stick to the baby thing and call it a day there. Uh, <laughs> True. No, Trey, we love you. Obviously, you do incredible things um, yeah. for the community. And I hope that. I hope you know that we always feel that. Um, the other person I want to shout out is actually not a Harry Potter person, but a, a work friend of mine. Her name is Simone. She runs the Everything Counts blog, um, which is a mental health lifestyle blog that she started a while ago. Um, but um, in kind of, I don't want to say in response necessarily, but in light of everything that's happened in America in the past couple of months, she's transitioned it more into this Black Lives Matter collective where she is just quite literally collecting um, all these different people's experiences, thoughts, and feelings about what's going on, and she's publishing them. Um, and she's incredible. She is um, a shining star within our work program, and I love her, and, and she's a great advocate for, for mental health awareness and education. Um, and, and, you know, she, she's just, she's frankly amazing. And her, her, her Instagram account, Everything Counts Blog, is publishing all these different perspectives on what's been going on from people who are who are white like me um, but also people who look more like her and have lived in her experience and, and it's incredible to see all these different perspectives and That's just beautiful. sharing not love and just sharing communion around this terrible weird bizarre confusing frustrating time has been has been great so um simone thank you for everything you do Ellie and Amana, thank you both for everything you do. This has truly been incredible. I'm telling you, I'm coming to outside of Rotterdam and we're yes. having a meal. And I'm coming to California whenever I'm alive. Yes. I'm <laughs> oh, so, can't yeah, wait. I'm, I'm excited to, to keep getting to hang out with y'all virtually and make it make it real one day. Yes, exactly. Let's manifest it. Let's yes. manifest it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all thank you so much um oh nope nope i lied danny danny would kill me if she was listening before we close where can people find you on social media oh sis you go first at elements of magic so it's with my name l-e-e-l-y Ments of magic 
And my handle is at Magical Food Department. <laughs> I love it. Love it. And if y'all haven't found me by episode 30 of this podcast at Muggle and Khakis, I don't know what you're doing with your lives. Anywho, thanks for another great episode of Creating Magic, and we will see y'all next time. <laughs>